Welcome to the Professional DNA Podcast. Hi, my name is Tarika Wheeler, your career and work-life strategist, project management leader, speaker, and the founder and CEO of T. Wheeler Strategic Solutions, a career development and consulting company. It is my mission to help high-achieving professionals just like you discover their defined natural abilities to succeed, navigate the workplace, make more money, and do so without sacrificing your work-life harmony. Here's the thing. Each week, we will have real conversations, and I'm going to share practical strategies that you could use to help level up in your career, no matter where you are in your professional journey. So let's get this thing started so you can use what you got to get what you want. And what are you going to use? Your professional DNA, your defined natural abilities to succeed. You guys ready? Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Professional DNA Podcast. I am excited for you to join me again. You know, another good conversation. I am, um, <laughs> today's conversation, I'll tell you, I am excited about it because it's one of those topics that it's going to make you think. It made me think. It made me think. And I mean, I'm always thinking, but it made me think from a sense of how I was actually approaching the way I wanted my life to be and how I am approaching the way I want my life to be. And I really think over the past maybe four to five years, I have been trying to figure out the best approach. And it really hasn't been, I would say until these probably last two years that I've really refined it and have a clear picture of how I want to approach life. And really, you know, outside of being in alignment with my purpose and with what I believe to be God's calling over my life, I also have started to really connect with this idea of design with this idea of design. And so today we're going to talk about designing the life that you actually want and how you can use your career to do it. Designing the life that you actually want, how you want to feel, how you want to live, where you want to go, what do you want to have? What do you want for yourself? What do you want for your family? What do you want for your partner, your spouse? What do you want for your parents, you know, especially for those of us who are caregivers of parents or, you know, your, your parents, you know, God willing, are still living. What do we want? And when we use the word want, I want you to, and I want you to think about this as you're, you know, getting your notes together <laughs> or, or making sure that you save this episode to listen to it again. If you're listening to it, you know, in a place where you can't actually write things down. Because I want you to equate the word design, right? I want you to equate that word design to you thinking about requirements that you have for your life. What are the requirements, your requirements that you have for your life? Okay, so that's what we're doing today. That's what we're talking today. I can't wait. I'm excited about it. I'm excited every single time we get a chance to to talk, right? I, I definitely am, but I'm really excited about this conversation because 
it is really at the foundation of what I coach and mentor on. It has been a critical part of me shifting the way that I am providing guidance and mentorship and coaching to my clients because design is so powerful. Being able to design something and design it with the intent of meeting requirements is just something amazing about that. And I've really tapped into it and I've tapped into this space of design thinking and we're going to unpack that a little bit today as well. So you guys ready? (laughs) You, You good now? I've talked a little bit. You got your notes. You ready to go? Here's the thing. It's I want you to think about this. Is it possible? Is it possible to design or even redesign your life? Asking you a question. Is it possible? Do you believe it's possible for you to design or even redesign your life? Think about it. Three, two, one. Okay. So my answer to you is yes. My answer for you is yes. You must be curious enough and be willing to use your mind to actually design and redesign your life. And I really believe that there's an opportunity to leverage design thinking. The goal of design thinking is honestly to change the way you think and to think about Not only the way, changing the way you think, but to think about changing the way you think about a challenge or a problem or a goal. Design and design thinking in particular has a lot to do with mindset, has a lot to do with mindset. The way we perceive our current state and the way we perceive our ability or capability to be in a different, desirable future state, okay? Let me simplify that a little bit, okay? I'm gonna say this a little louder for the people in the back. If you believe that you can have something, if you believe that you can do something, you have to shift your mind and your approach in order to have it. And then you have to design and create the right environment and the circumstances to support you going after that thing that you desire to have, the thing that you believe you can do, the thing that you believe that you are supposed to be able to have in your life right now or in the future, okay? It's a, it's a part, it's in part mindset. But what goes along with mindset is always action. And we're gonna talk about some actionable things that you can do today. Um, I love quotes and you guys know that if you've been listening to the Professional DNA podcast for a while, you know how I feel about quotes. I feel like they, <laughs> they're just like amazing snippets of life and amazing snippets of someone's brain. And we're just capturing words that like speak to the soul, right? So um, there's a quote by Nelson Mandela. He once said, there's no passion to be found in playing small. Sit right there. Sit with that. There is no passion to be found in playing small. We could stop right there, but we're not because that's not the full quote. But I just want you to absorb that alone. And I'm going to unpack this a little bit. Okay. 
So let me stop breaking up Mandela's quote. He says, he's once said, there is no passion to be found in playing small, in settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. Let's break this thing down before we jump into design thinking, because I believe the late Nelson Mandela has spoken a word, (laughs) y'all, that is just so powerful and so relevant right now in this workforce, in this economy, in this space in which we are living in day to day. I believe what he has said is so profound and so relevant. There is no passion to be found in playing small. If you are putting limits on your life, if you are putting, and I don't mean setting boundaries, setting boundaries is healthy, but if you are approaching life with limits, you're approaching your career with limits, you're approaching how you pursue happiness with limits, there's no passion in that. You are playing small. You are intentionally shrinking. And there's a lot of reasons for that. We're fearful. We're worried about taking the wrong step. We're worried about making a mistake. We're worried about what others are going to say or other people's expectations on our lives. And I'm here to tell you that there's no passion. There's no fulfillment. There is no joy in playing small, in staying in that comfort zone, in staying in that comfort zone, in the place of contentment, in the place of of mediocrity. There's no passion to be found in playing small. Second part of his quote, he hits us even stronger and he says, in settling for a life, the word settling, the word settling can have a very positive connotation because if you talk about letting the smoke settle, you know, letting the ground settle, But it also has a connotation that I really don't like when it comes to our career and our lives and our families, that we're just settling for something. We are not willing to go a step beyond the settlement because in settlement, there is this perceived peace. There is a perceived joy. There is a perceived safety net because we are settling. But on the opposite side of settlement is joy, is happiness, is fulfillment. You just have to do something different, design perhaps something different in order to get there. So he says, settling for a life that is less than the one you are. And here's the word. Here's the word, guys, capable of living capable. You have to believe and know that you know that you know that you are capable. And when you find yourself in a place of lack, you find yourself in a place of not having exactly what you believe that you need in order to get to where you want to be, then you can enhance your skills. You can bring on, right, new skill sets. You can learn new things. You can increase your knowledge so that you become capable. 
there's no limits on capabilities. Because I truly believe that you can do and be anything that you want to if you are willing to step up your capabilities. In in government contracting, um, which many of you who've been listening for a while, you know that that's uh, a part of the work that I do. Companies have capability statements. I, as the founder and CEO of T Wheeler Strategic Solutions, you know, my company, my career development and consulting company have a capability statement. What are we capable of producing, right? Companies want to share with their potential clients, what are they capable of providing to them? What high level of performance and service can they bring to the table? When Nelson Mandela says, settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living, you have every bit of control and autonomy over the word capable. I want you to think about what is your capability statement? What do you bring to the table? What are you currently capable of doing? Where where do you shine? What's your professional DNA? Your defined natural ability to succeed. What are the things that you do so uniquely well when you show up that you are noticed for them? Because that's a part of your capability statement. And when we talk about designing the life that we want and using our career to do it, we have to be crystal clear about the capabilities that we have within our career that tie directly to the salary compensation, the income that we bring into our home, which helps support, right? What helps to support the life that we want to live. Are you following the bouncing ball? (laughs) Are you following the dotted line? Your capabilities, your, what you have the ability to achieve, to do, to provide, how you perform, the value that you are constantly demonstrating and articulating based on your capabilities inform how you will advance and journey throughout your career, which impacts your ability to have a certain level of compensation, which informs and impacts and supports the life that you want to live. Okay? I hope this is connecting with you. I hope this is connecting with you because you have so much more control than what you give yourself credit for. You have so much more control. And I hear you right now. I hear you. The thoughts in your mind, some of y'all, the words coming out of your mouth, but you don't understand because at my job, well, you don't understand because, you know, I I don't have this. I don't have this. There's no ladder in my company. I don't really have a place where I can grow. Why are you still there? I I don't have a good manager or supervisor or, or director who's really giving me guidance and leadership guide and lead and manage yourself and position yourself for advancement to take that role or to go somewhere else where you can manage and direct? Or where is there leadership that's being exhibited in other places within the company that you can glean from them so that you can still grow and produce? I want us to move away from excuses. And I need you, especially if you want to be in a place where you can literally design the life that you desire to live and leverage your career to do it, I want you to shift from excuses to execution in the immediate. We 
have way more control than what we think we do, than what you give yourself credit for, because it is based in your mindset, your capabilities, and how you take action. And the action that I really want to focus on is this change, this design, both designing or redesigning. You guys with me? Here's the thing about change. Positive change can easily be blocked by doubts and fears, right, of making the wrong choices. Have you ever just been so fearful or questioned yourself so much that you were going to make the wrong choice or the wrong step and so you didn't move at all? Actually, you didn't even make a step that was safe because you were so caught up in the step that you might take that is wrong. We are often, honestly, stuck. We have this, um, what do they call it? Analysis paralysis. We're oftentimes stuck in life and in our careers due to analysis paralysis. We don't trust our own judgment or we have a fear of simply making a mistake. And I know that we're in a, a culture and a society that a lot of times we feel frowned upon mistakes, frown upon error. But I still empower you to be okay with failing forward. Thinking about the incidences in which they might not go the exact right way as an opportunity to learn and grow. When we go through this type of cycle, it creates a situation where we're making things happen. Instead of just being stuck, And being, again, in that analysis paralysis because we're thinking too much about making the wrong step or not making the big enough step or just not moving at all, I don't want you to make the mistake where you put yourself in paralysis. I want you to be in a position where you are moving yourself forward, even if that means at times that you fail forward and being okay with that. And being okay with that. You may say, Tarika, I hear what you're saying. There's no room for error in my career. There's no room for mistakes or me failing forward at my job. Then I need you to assess the environment and the culture in which you are in. And I need you to think about how you are approaching your day-to-day and in your career of how can you still grow and progress forward even when you don't do things absolutely correct. That might mean that you have to break things down into smaller steps. So you're not taking these big leaps that might create a big pitfall, but they're smaller steps, but at least you're moving. I need you moving. But the other thing that helps prevent this lack of confidence and this fear that we might fail, that we might fall, is actually being strategic. And being strategic in a way to where you are thinking about your approach to what you're doing. And that's why I want to talk about design. That's why I want to talk about design thinking today. Because I truly believe that you can design the life that you want. You can design the life that you want to have. You can leverage your career to do it. But we got to be strategic about getting there. So let's take a really quick break. And then we're going to dig into how to design the life you want and use your career to do it. I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by the Destroy Burnout and Design Harmony two-day masterclass, January 30th through 31st, 
6.30 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can design the life you desire if you start to take control today. Join me for my masterclass where you are going to learn the four-step framework to destroy burnout and end overwhelm and finally design the life you desire and you deserve. During this masterclass, you're going to learn the number one reason hygiene professionals and ambitious parentpreneurs burn out. The step-by-step framework to destroy burnout and find harmony between work and your personal life. The five pitfalls causing you to feel stuck and overwhelmed in your career or business. And how to design harmony in your life without sacrificing your health. You can design the life you want. If you destroy the burnout you don't want, I want to see you live at the Destroy Burnout and Design Harmony Masterclass, January 30th through 31st, 6.30 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join me so we can help get you to a place where you can experience the peace, the harmony, and the success you desire and you deserve. Be sure that you click the link in the show notes. Or follow us at at professional underscore DNA. Click the link in the bio and you can register today. We'll see you soon. All right, guys. So we're back and we're going to start jumping into design. I hope that if you were just listening, tuning in, that you're going to join me for that free two-day masterclass where we're talking about destroying burnout and designing harmony. Again, a design is going to come up a lot, especially if you are following me on social media, professional underscore DNA on Instagram. If you are a part of our email list, which if you're not, be sure you go to the show notes and join the email group. I just, it's a great community. Um, We're just sharing affirmations and tips and strategies and resources all and around career advancement and work-life harmony, things of that nature. So I'd love for you to connect. I'd love for you to be a part of that masterclass because I do believe that burnout, just as many of these reports are showing, is just becoming its own epidemic, especially for professionals, especially for hygiene professionals that we are constantly striving to advance. But burnout is real. And there's ways that we can destroy burnout, cut it off at the root so that we can design the harmony that we want to see in our lives and really see the success that we desire and we deserve. So I hope to see you there. And it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Okay, so let's jump into design thinking. Let's jump into design thinking. It's used a lot. So I let me just first say, design thinking is not mine. That's not something from Tarika. It's a very widely used practice. It's used across multiple industries. I would say more commonly, at least where I was introduced to design thinking, is in the IT space. This is the methodology that product developers use to design all types of products. So not just in IT. I mean, it's, it's used widely, but that's really where I've had the most interaction. And the whole purpose or kind of thought behind it is that this methodology is one that helps you design products to meet your client's needs, right? Design thinking is used to help you meet your client's needs. I want you to think about yourself as your own client. Your life is your client. Your life is your client. Think about that. Think about that. And what is it that you are doing 
How are you operating in your career? How are you designing? Think of the product being your career. How are you designing your career? How are you designing your health and your wellness? How are you designing self-care? How are you designing your leisure? How are you designing hobbies? How are you designing your finances? How are you designing these things in your life, right? How are you designing these specific areas in your life to meet your needs? to meet your requirements, okay? Because your life is your client. You're your own, you're like, Tarika, I'm my own client? Yes, absolutely. But the actions that you take every single day, you're the one who are designing every single thing that is going to move forward for your client, which is your life. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. If you write that down, write that down. <laughs> write it down. Go ahead. Okay, your client. You are your client. Your life is your client. Design thinking is also used to kind of stimulate innovation and creativity so that we're not just doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same results. That's insanity, right? Or expecting different results, right? So if you do something over and over and over again and you expect something completely different from what you were getting from doing the same thing over and over again, it's a little cray cray. So we need to get into a place to where we do things differently. We approach things differently. We design things differently so that we can actually see things innovative and creative in our lives. One of the key principles of design thinking is built upon <laughs> the thing that scares us the most sometimes, to be honest with you. And it's the first thing I would say is that risks are acceptable a lot of times we don't want to take risk. We don't want to take risk. It, it it just sends chills all over our bodies to think about risking, doing something new, changing careers, starting a new diet, changing up the, our, our budgets and our spending habits. Like anytime in, investing in ourselves, anytime that we feel like there's a risk, a lot of times we're risk adverse and we turn and run away as fast as we can. But one of the key principles of design thinking is built upon being willing to take risk. The other key principle is that mistakes are critical to learning opportunities. You actually sometimes want things to maybe break and go wrong so that you can learn from it and perfect it now instead of it breaking in the future. You ever, you ever have something happen? I can say like as a parent, there's things that my kids go through. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that they're going through this now. So they can learn from this now and they don't have to deal with this, or at least they've had the, the opportunity to learn from it so that they don't have to repeat it in the future. If they actually learn from the lesson that they had, you know, as a teenager, sometimes it's okay to have those things happen. Those mistakes happen. So that you can see it as a critical learning opportunity, glean and learn from it so that it not only does it not happen again, but you can also build upon it for something that you're designing to be greater. And remember, what we're trying to design is life. So why not learn from the things that happen? I want you to take an inventory of the things that happen, let's just say in the last quarter of 2022 last three months, right? October, November, December. Take inventory of the things that just went left, things that just did not go your way, 
things that you just like, what in the world and where is 2023? Which I don't know about you guys, but you know, 2023 is coming in with a vengeance. So, but 2022 had some moments and I want you to think about the ones that just didn't quite go your way. And I want you to dissect those and really think about where are the critical learning opportunities out of those incidences that occurred? What can you glean from them so that it prevents those types of things from happening in the future? How can you use design thinking to design your life? And use, again, this whole episode, right? Use your career to actually get it done. How do you do that? And a part of it, again, and I can't say it enough, is that we have to get out of this comfortable space and be willing to take some risk, to be willing to not just, you know, spiral in that analysis paralysis and actually move forward, even when it scares you. So I want to talk about a couple ways to do it because it's not easy and I'm not going to pretend like it is, but there are some key fundamental things that you can do to actually push you along this path of design thinking. So let's jump in, okay? So the first thing is, is this, it's just empathy. You've just got to be empathetic, empathetic with yourself. You have to show and express yourself empathy. Ways to kind of start with that is that you got to know your own story and the future you desire. So what is the story in the narrative right now? And I don't mean the story that your mom or your dad has for you. I don't mean the story that your, your spouse has or your partner has for you. I don't mean the story of your life that you tell your children that you don't want them to know all the bumps and the bruises. I mean, sit back and think, what's my story? What's my story? What was my story as a teenager, as in, you know, being a young adult, my college life, if that was a part of your journey, entry-level career, where I am in my career right now, what's your story? And how did you get to the current chapter in which you are in right now? And then knowing that you are the author and you're getting ready to write these pages, what's the future that you desire? But empathize with yourself enough and sit back and reflect and be real and say, what's my story? So I can own that story, but know that my story is not over and I have the ability to design the next chapters. Okay. I want you to challenge yourself to really look inside at your goals. Are they your goals or are they goals that are impacted or influenced or prescribed or projected by others onto you? I know that one might sting, but I want the goals that you have for your career, the goals that you have for your life have got to be yours. If they're not yours and they're based on the world's expectations or others' expectations of you, then you won't own them. And it makes it even harder to achieve something that's not yours. I'm done chasing goals that are not mine. I talked about in in our last episode and wanting everyone else to be happy and doing everything else around me except for looking inward at Tarika. I am done with that. I am done with that. Do I want my family to be happy? Absolutely. When I'm happy and I am living my life in a certain way, it interconnects to their happiness. It interconnects to their happiness because I'm showing up as the mom or as the wife or as the sister or as the daughter that everyone knows right? The real me, not that fake facade me who was living in, um, <laughs> living in fakeville, living, right? Living in imposter village at one point. So 
I want you to empathize with yourself. Have some conversations with yourself. Take a look inside. Look at your goals. What is your story? Where do you want to be? What are you telling yourself daily about who you are, who you want to be, where you really are, and where you want to be? Before we can begin to design anything, we have to get real about the current landscape. Don't design something on top of mess. Level that stuff out, clear it out, be real with yourself, empathize with yourself before we start trying to do something new. Okay? All right, that's the first thing. The second thing I want you to do is define. I want you to define. Before we can design anything, before we can design this life that you want to live, we must define what it is you want. And so this, when we go back to kind of like product development, one of the things that happens for product development or like IT projects is that, you know, the developers and the engineers, they need to understand what are the requirements. Okay. Any of my IT folks out there, my IT project managers, or those who work in the developer space, we're talking the same language right now. They want to understand what are the requirements? What's the acceptance criteria? I want you to think about what are the requirements for your client, which is what? Your life. What are the requirements? What is it that you require of life to feel joy? What is it that you require of life to be happy? What is the acceptance criteria? What will you accept and what will you no longer accept? I no longer accept being unhappy. I no longer accept being in a toxic work environment. I no longer accept being underpaid. I no longer accept not being visible. I no longer accept those things. So that means I'm going to design requirements that are acceptable for me. I'm going to make sure that I am designing and putting some things on paper, my life in a way that is going to be acceptable to my requirements that I have for myself. You guys connecting with this? All right, so we got to empathize first. We got to get deep, dig deep where we at, where we want to be. How are we feeling? What are we telling ourselves? What is our story? So that we can push forward and continue to write that story. And then we've got to define, we have to define what it is we want. What is it? What are the requirements for our life? What are, what are the acceptance criteria? Okay, that's what happens in product development. And then guess what? The acceptance criteria gets sent to the client. The client takes a look at it. They may give some edits, some feedback here and there. And then they sign off on the acceptance criteria. And then the developers and engineers, they go off and they start to do what? Design this product, right? They start developing this product based on the acceptance criteria, based on the requirements. That's how I want you thinking about your life. That's how we start to really infuse design thinking into what we're doing. Next part of this is that I need you to do ideation and strategy. So once you kind of get a sense of what you want, right? You know the requirements, you know what's going to be acceptable moving forward. Now let's ideate and strategize about how we're going to make this thing happen. How are you going to get it done? Which is essentially what strategy is. I throw ideation in there is because I want you to be creative. I want you to think about your unique self and how to go about this in a way that is unique to you. Don't try to pick up somebody else's strategy and just apply it. Look at those strategies, even the strategies that I share, you know, on the Professional DNA podcast, on my social media, 
right? What you're reading on Instagram or Facebook from me, those strategies are to be applied uniquely to you, which means you may have to tweak it a little bit, right? You may have to tweak it a little bit to really fit what you need. But ideation and strategy are so key. If we think about it from a career perspective, because the career is what's going to funnel up and help inform what's happening in life. So I want you to think about, here's why I am right now in my career. Here's where I want to be in my career. What are the strategies? What's the approach? And what are the steps and the actions that I need to take? And how can I, let me ideate a little bit about how I can creatively get there. Because when I get there, that is creating pathways to where I want to be in life. Be creative. One of the ways to be creative is to constantly question your thinking, right? So ask yourself, what if? What if? Generate multiple scenarios in your head, right? Multiple options in your head until you are happy with the plan. You're happy with the design that you're putting forth. So we say, okay, give me an example, Tarika. Well, if we're talking about our career, let's say, you know, right now, you're just not feeling very big, very visible. You're feeling very small. You don't really think that you you know you're doing well. You know you're performing well. You don't really see that your company or your leadership and supervisors see your value. So you know that you're, you're playing small right now and you want to go big. Well, they say go big or go home. So we want to go big, right? Well, what if? The what if is what if I did this? It's thinking your way through. How can I begin to be more visible. What if I spoke up more in meetings? Hmm. Okay. Let's think about that. Will that work? Who's in those meetings? How are they going to maybe potentially react to that? Are the right people in the meetings that I really need to be speaking up in? Right? So you see how you're thinking through that. Or, hmm, let me ask myself another question. What if I started to lend my expertise and my insight to other divisions or to other teams? Huh? How would that help? What would that do? You see what I'm saying? Take yourself through different scenarios of what if until you get to a place to be, hmm, that's it. That could work. That could work, which then takes me to the last thing that I want you to do, which is test. I want you to test it out. Take that new design that you just thought about, right? And you kind of ideated around strategy and approach, and I want you to test it out right? Take your new design to market, if you will, and I want you to test it out. Test out a piece of it. If that works, boom, we are good to go and let's press forward. You're not always going to get it right the first time and that's okay, but be willing to take risk on yourselves and invest in yourself so that you can push some things forward. Stop settling. Stop staying in a place of contentment because you are fearful of messing up. You are the designer. You are the architect, right? You are the designer and you are the architect. And I need you to walk in that and be comfortable in that and say, you know what? I'm going to design the criteria and the requirements that I have for my life. This is what I know that I need. This is what I know that I want. These are the desires of my heart. I'm going to put together a plan and a strategy. I'm going to be strategic. I'm going to test it out. If it didn't work the first time, I'm going to go back to the drawing board. I'm going to iterate on it. I'm going to test it out again. When I find that sweet spot, boom, we're ready to rock and roll. And we're moving forward strategically. We've moved, we're moving forward strategically. So I want you to test it out. And test it until you get to that good sweet spot. 
Guys, design thinking is so practical if you really think about it. It is. It is so practical and it's something that you can iterate on and keep going back to until you get to the right design. And once you get to the right design, right? Once we get into a place where you feel the groove, you are feeling peace. You are feeling joy. You are feeling fulfillment. You're feeling happiness. You are seeing that what's acceptable to you for your life is starting to come to fruition. Then boom, we got it. But you see how we leveraged our career to get there. We're leveraging what's happening in the way that we generate income. For you, you may say, well, Trick, it's not my career. It's my business. Boom. Same thing applies. Or I have both my nine to five and I have a small business or I have a side hustle or I have whatever it may be, however you refer to it. I have my thoughts on that, but that's not today's episode. Whatever it may be, whatever that source of income that is coming in to fuel life, I want you to reverse engineer that thing and start with your career. Start with what you can manipulate and design and restructure to help fuel the things that you want to see in life. But before you can really do that, you have to have a good picture of what is it that you actually want in life, right? Which goes to the beginning. It goes to the beginning of being in a place where you're defining requirements and acceptance criteria. Okay, so let's run through real quick. Number one, empathize. Number two, define. Number three, ideate and strategize. And number four, test. That's the space that I want you to be in. That's where I want you to be in this year, 2023. I want you in design mode. I want you to be in a place of designing and redesigning. I want you to take more control of what is acceptable for your life, what you desire. I want you to own the fact that you have way more control than perhaps you were giving yourself credit for and start taking action. Start taking risk. Even calculated risk, right? Think about those risks. Don't just be jumping out there doing silly, silly. And then you're like, oh my gosh, Tarika told me to take risk. And I'm out here taking risk. And look what just happened. I want you to be a little bit calculated about it. Think it through. But it's okay if it scares you when you take that first step. If you don't move forward, you will stay. You will stay in analysis paralysis. You will be stuck. Now you may say, I need, maybe I need help. Okay, great. Get some help. Have a conversation with a coach, a strategist, a mentor. If you feel like I hear what you're saying, but I just, I just want some additional guidance and some support in doing that design and making that decision, then think about the ecosystem of support that you have. Who can you pull upon to help you with that? If you don't have a coach or a mentor or a strategist in your corner, you better find one. Bring someone into the fold that can help you achieve the goals that you are looking to achieve. But you have got to be strategic about this thing called life. And if you want to design the life that you so desire to live and leverage your career to do it, we've got to be strategic. And I'm empowering you to use this concept of design thinking. Okay. As you advance in your career, you can increase your influence. You can increase your income. And that will help put yourself in a position to support things like, you know, additional things you want to do for your health and wellness. Maybe you want to purchase a Peloton bike and you need additional funding to do that. You know that that's going to help impact that area of life for you. Your travel, leisure, relationships, career, business, self-care, 
all of those things, if you are a professional and nine to five and you are bringing in an income, that income is not just there to pay the bills. That income is there to support this thing called life, to support the client, which is you. And that means it's got to support things 360. But we have to design the acceptance criteria and the requirements that we have for life so that we know what we're working towards. And when you have a clear vision about what you're working towards, you will become an unstoppable designer of the things that you want in your life. And the great thing about it is that you have everything already. You may say, Trika, I don't know how to do. Okay, but you have the know-how inside to know what you don't know so that you can go out and upskill. You can gain the capabilities that you need. You have everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. What is that? Your professional DNA. Leverage it. Use it. You need more training? Go get more training. You need more. You need an additional skill or you need to upskill a little bit or reskill a little bit? Do so. But you have everything inside of you to help you do that. And that's your professional DNA, your defined natural abilities to succeed and to succeed in the life that you design. Guys, I hope this was helpful for you. I hope this was helpful for you. Take a look at the show notes. Got some key points for you there. Let's be sure we're connecting on social. Let's be sure that if you've got questions, send me an email, let me know. And then I encourage you to be in my two-day masterclass. I encourage you to be in my two-day masterclass. If you're listening to this episode in queue, like in order, then it starts on Monday. It starts on Monday. And I want you to be in it. I want you to be in it. Again, you know how I feel about you. I just said it, but I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it a little louder for the people in the back. You have everything inside of you, everything inside of you guys to be your best and unique self. What is that? It's your professional DNA. It's your defined natural ability to succeed. I need you to tap into that and start designing the life that you desire and you deserve. See you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Professional DNA Podcast. Don't forget, guys, sharing is caring. Be sure to share this episode with a colleague, a friend, or just the random person that you see next to you after you finish listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to write a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more information about career strategies, resources, info about trainings, upcoming events, etc, 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 please be sure to sign up for the Achiever newsletter for high achieving professionals just like you. The link's in the show notes. Until next week, don't forget guys, you have everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. And what is that? Your professional DNA. See you later.